This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Do you remember these commercials? Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. You take a block from the bottom and you put it on top. You take a block from the middle. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. With winter around the corner and holiday season upon us, most of us will be spending more time inside and with family. And what better way to enjoy the great indoors than board games? If you're not already a fan, we've got some fun recommendations for you. Here to tell us about some games that are off the beaten path is J.P. Neary, who owns and operates Chicagoland Games Dice Dojo in Edgewater. So, J.P., I saw you cracking up there at our <laughs> at our intro with the 90s commercials. I had, 90s? I think some of those were 80s. I had to do it. Well, I'm curious. Are board games for you, are they part of how you cope with the winners here in Chicago? Um, you know... It's a great pastime. It's actually uh, more for me a social gathering, ah. you know, uh, a, a way to communicate with my friends that weren't necessarily over computers or online. It was a good way to stay in touch with college mates and stuff like that. Yeah, I love games nights with my friends. It's like one of my favorite things to do. It's it's just amazing. Uh, and uh, I brought you plenty of samples to yes, try with them. Lots of, our studio is surrounded by games and we'll, we'll dig in. But but how... Did you get into board games? Tell me that. I'm, I'm curious because so, especially the ones that are not the typical Monopoly and Yahtzee like we heard a moment ago. Well, I started actually as like a, a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. OK. Kind of like that typical Stranger Things kind of story. Okay. You know, it's like a couple of us dorks were hiding in a basement playing yep. this Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, I know you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it takes a lot of time to play these games. And then one day my friend came by with a game called Catan and he got it from Germany. It was he brought it before it was cool because he brought it from Germany. He knew I speak German. And, of course, he said everything, told us the rules. They're all in German. So we had to believe him. We had to take him for his word. Yeah. And that's really what started it. The idea that there's these board games you can play that don't have dice. You're not rolling a, uh, a die and moving around the board like Sorry or Monopoly or anything like that. Uh, you're, you're working cooperatively or competitively in a way that you have to store resources and trade with people. It's just deeper mm-hmm. dynamics. There's no there's less luck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait. I, I got to dig into some of these games that you brought. So um, you stay there, but I'm going to pull this one closer to me because, I mean, it's just attractive. This one's called Wingspan. Yes. Uh, you brought this and tell us why you love this game because okay. there's a lot going on. First, describe what, what's what's in here. So first of all, let me, Wingspan itself is a great game for new players, new gamers who are basically brand new. They've only played Monopoly. They've only played Clue. You can teach them how to play Wingspan. It's also great for people who have been playing games for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's very deep. 
for a longtime gamer. So you won't feel bored if you're teaching your brand new friend how to play this. What the game is all about is collecting a collection of birds for your aviary. Okay. And what you have there are like these is this cool birdhouse dice tower. Yeah. Uh, you have these little is this eggs. the bird food? <laughs> Those are the eggs are the that eggs. the birds will lay. And in order to get more birds, you have to have eggs. Okay. And so the whole game is about developing this kind of uh, what we would call an engine, mm-hmm. which is basically you play a card, and every time you play another card, it causes triggers down the row. Well, I'm seeing a lot of parts here and a mm-hmm. lot of pieces. Be real with me. Is this difficult to learn, this game? No. And here's why. The designers behind this game are really clever, okay? What she did in this game was she put this kind of uh, learn-to-play scenario in the box. So as soon as you open the box, in the very bottom is this plastic envelope. You open it up, and it lists everything out to do for the first turn. You take your turn following these steps. You take your turns following these steps. Mm -hmm. I take my turn following these steps. We now know how to play this game completely. And in the end, there's really, it, this kind of follows a Euro dynamic, which is there's only like five or six main rules you have to know in order to play the game. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a broad question, uh, JP, but what do you think makes for a great board game? What are the essentials for you? Uh, for me, it, overall, everyone has to have fun. Yeah. If we're not having fun, let's pass Forget on that. about it. Um, Another great essential for me is ease of accessibility and rules. If I can be able to explain it to you in five minutes, I think that makes a great game. I agree. I agree. And it's when it gets too complicated that I lose interest. I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. It's, it, the thing is, there are plenty of games that, uh, that I do enjoy that some people would say are overcomplicated. Like, my God, that rule book is 50 pages long. <laughs> right. But it's actually not hard to learn. Because there's usually a core five rules. Once you know, everything can apply to it. So I could still teach you it. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump to the phones. Uh, here's Morgan in Ravenswood. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thank you for having me. I wanted to share my favorite board game, which is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know game. if you've heard of it, but it is so fun. It's like a collaborative board game where. You and your friends build a haunted house together, and eventually someone triggers something called the haunt, and the game changes, and you're working together against one person or an entity, Mm -hmm. and there's like 50 different options, so you can play it over and over again, and it's always a new game. What is it that you you love about it, Morgan? Is it the fact that you're doing it together? Is it the, the collaborative piece of it? Yeah, and it's spooky, and I like spooky stuff year-round, and I think it's—I I like the mystery of it, too. Like, yeah. you never know when you sit down to play what you're going to get, and I think a lot of board games become familiar, and what's great about Betrayal at House on the Hill is it's something new every time. Love that. Thank you for sharing, Morgan. Let's jump to the phones again and hear now from Grace in Hyde Park. Hey, Grace. Hi. Um, I wanted to share that my favorite board game is Scrabble, which I grew up playing with my dad. Mine too, Grace. Who can who can get to four hundred <laughs> points? Like to me, four hundred is absolutely the mark of a really excellent Scrabble game. Yes. But one that I became more recently introduced to is another collaborative game called Pandemic. And I actually learned about it right before the pandemic, but then of course it became very timely. Yes. And the goal of the game is you're trying to end a global pandemic. Yes. Right? And this happened before COVID, but I love the collaborative aspect of like thinking about what are things that you need other people to be able to do. In that sense, it's like very relatable to the real world. Absolutely. Like you do need collaboration across countries to develop vaccines and to eradicate a virus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah, no, I love that. that. Love that. I'll, I'll probably check that out. Thank you, Grace. 
I, I see you nodding there, JP. Uh, Scrabble. So, <laughs> well, first betrayal of all, at House on the Hill. Betrayal and uh, pandemic are what we call co- uh, cooperative games. And betrayal is one of my personal favorites as well because it's a traitor game. Mm-hmm. We're all working together against a single person. And everybody, to be honest, wants to be that one person. You want to be the villain. You get to be the villain in a horror movie or a science fiction kind of movie idea. Yeah. And it's like everybody's against me. And for the people who like Scrabble, like yourself and stuff like that, you <laughs> for the, know, for the, for um, the boring ones. <laughs> well, no, it's not even boring, right? We like Scrabble because 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 we get to create something. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a game I lock a, like a lot right now. I didn't bring it. Um, it's called Paperback. It's kind Paperback. of an indie game, and what it is, it's a Scrabble meets a deck builder. Oh. So you're collecting words uh, to score points or to get money. Because money is how you buy more word, more letters. Ah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's very, very cool. It's an indie game. It's called Paperback. Fantastic. Buying it. Um, let's jump into some of the other ones that you brought here. I, I'm hearing you've got Canvas. So Canvas is probably what I think is going to be the new big hot game of the year. Yeah. Which one's all Canvas? Right. Uh, that's this one here with all the wonderful art. All right. It is gorgeous. Now, here's two great things. One, it's made, it's made by a bunch of Chicago designers. Okay. So one, Shout Canvas. Out. Support our city. That's right? wonderful. Okay. We love that. And what this game here is we are basically artists and we're ca- trying to create a canvas. We have these clear cards that stack on top of each other. And when you stack enough of cards on top of each other, you complete art. And art scores awards. Ah. Now, this is going to be a great family game. Um, I kind of wanted to bring you something that not a lot of people have heard about yet, but will be the super hotness yeah, for Christmas. The, the cards in here that like these are pretty cool yeah yeah and when you lay like them on top of each other, right? exactly you are beginning to form a canvas and at the bottom there oh. are the point scores that you need and then there's a background card that completes your art and then if you you see you got three cards stacked together and yeah. you now have an art title what do you have there oh oh i have you see the two words right there yeah I have, um heightened perspective and now you have created art I have created art. I love this. Um, some folks out there, JP, they can be intimidated by just the more complex games, as we sure. mentioned, right? Give us some advice for those folks trying to maybe convince a friend to to do something new. Okay. So the first thing I do is when I'm teaching a brand new board game to groups of people, like I've never played games before. They've only played Scrabble. They've only played Monopoly, right? Uh, one of the best things you can ever do for a game is teach while playing. You give them a basic rundown of the rules. You play a turn or two, and then you reset the game. Because there's nothing worse than feeling after learning the rules, you're like, oh, well, I wish I knew that earlier. And then they have a miserable time. Because remember, we've got to keep everything fun. Mm -hmm. So you basically teach as you play, play a turn or two, reset the game. Because now they're going to be much more comfortable. I like that. It's a better pacing, I think. And it's also much easier now, today, to teach people games because they're, they've heard of these things, be it from radio, television shows. Mm-hmm. People have now seen these things. They now appear in Walmarts and Targets. It's become um, gaming is no longer the thing you hide in the basement. Yeah. People now have luxury tables in their dining rooms for this. Well, speaking of ones that we've heard of before, I know that there's another game that you brought that looks like a version of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, Something brought, I'm, I'm not super duper familiar with, but I, I typically, maybe that's why, I, I typically associate it as being tough to learn. It's not. And what I brought you specifically is the Dungeons and Dragons, the new it's Dungeons one, and Dragons. Right? Oh, no, the next one right there. Oh, this one. That's the one, yeah. That last one's a surprise. D&D yeah. starter set. The new D&D starter set. People have always thought of D&D as something you did with your dorky friends in the basement. It's not? This, no, not anymore. That starter set is what you play with your family. Oh, you yeah. play with your kids now. Two to six players. Yes. Okay. 
And what this set is designed to do is walk you through the rules on how to play D&D, a basically an imaginative sandbox game where we're all playing together. The thing is, D&D is a cooperative game. I see a lot of paperwork here, JP. There's a lot of reading involved. It's like a book. It's like a book that you get to play, but it's not complicated. But I read for work. I don't want to <laughs> read for fun. Guess Just what? Kidding. You know what? Actually, actually, you know what's really funny about yeah. that? On that very first page there is a QR code, which leads you to videos. You can just watch it. Oh, so that's, will read not, it that's to my you kind now. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the advent of the Internet and gaming have just gone hand in hand so well that people don't even have to read rule books anymore. Yeah. There are so many YouTube people out there who just want to teach you games. And you can watch their videos and you can just use rule books as references. Yeah. But the best part about this thing now is that D&D is now a family game. You can do it as a family night activity. Uh, and there are so many aids to walk you through so many great shows to help you. I love you. that. Yeah. I'm getting some more recommendations from uh, WBEZ staff here. We've got Munchkin. Munchkin's uh, an old another classic. One. Ticket to Ride is a favorite of uh, Lisa Lava's. New modern classic. <laughs> Let's hear from a couple callers who have been waiting, JP. Here's DJ in Lakemore. Hey, DJ. What's your favorite? Hi. Hi. Uh, I've got a recommendation for a game called Parks. Um, there's no dice. You're moving to collect resources to visit national parks, and there's beautiful art from every national park in the United States, uh, and it's really fun and That's cool. for beginners as well. That's a cool concept. Yeah, so one of the great concepts about new games is the idea games don't have dice, so there's very little random luck. You can't be like, oh, well, you just got lucky and got that. No, you have to form a strategy, and Parks is a fine, great example of not just uh, a game without dice, but has a high play of re re replayability because it doesn't have a fixed board. It has yeah. these tiles that you realign for different games every time. I love that. Let's hear from Kathy in Glenview. Hey, Kathy. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's your favorite game? Well, our family has played for a year a game called Wise and Otherwise. And nobody has ever heard of it before. And when I try to buy it for friends, I can't even find it. Um, I know it's online, you know, like used ones are on sale for a lot of money. And it is absolutely one of our funniest and fun games that we play together. And, and what's it called, Kathy? Wise and Otherwise. JP, have you heard of that one? So in the board game industry, sometimes a lot of more kind of games that are on the trivial side, like, like, like trivia style games or um, knowledge games tend to go out of print, and they don't come back for years because they have to usually update material and content. Um, popular things do always come back. You just got to wait a couple of years, yeah. or you can buy them on eBay and stuff like that. But, yeah. So before we run out of time, JP, I want to get to this surprise. So wh okay. what is this game here? That Something you new in gaming is called solo games. Yeah. For, so traditionally, solo games have always been something you so did by as yourself? a video game. Right, like yeah. a video game or like solitaire. Now, this yeah. is a board game where you play by yourself, and it's called Final Girl. You are the star of the horror movie. And Ooh. just like the, the, the slasher trope where you're the last person standing, yeah. that's it. It's going to be you or the villain. There's no more fleeing, no more running. Final Girl. I like this one. It's fantastic. cool. And what it does is basically it puts you completely in control of the story. You have a villain you have to overcome. You get this like dread of horror. And every choice you make has consequences. Yeah, I love these games that you're introducing us to. If, if folks don't already have maybe a board game group, JP, mm -hmm. that they can invite, you know, folks to their house, are there events at Chicagoland Games that people can yes. come and play? Every Wednesday, occasionally on every Saturday, almost every day of the week, we have events to uh, for people to come and play uh, our large library. We have like 2,000 games open for free for people to play. Yeah. Uh, though the best way to ever get a new group 
is sit down your friends yeah. and have them play. Your neighbors, you have work people who are already interested. I bet you right now almost everybody have, has someone across from them who wants to play a game. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah, And exactly. you, you make the group. Exactly. Love it. That's J.P. Neary of Chicagoland Games in Edgewater. Thank you so much for those recommendations. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This episode of Reset was produced by Andrew Merriweather, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab. Enjoyed this episode? Then subscribe to our podcast. We've got tons of fun and surprising conversations from folks across Chicago and beyond. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.